What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who will take a dance at weddings, but not in the kitchen, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. Well, I just dance by myself in the kitchen. Nobody gets to see me. But yeah, I, I openly dance in public at weddings. I think that's one of the few times that I do. And you, to your frustration, understandably, I, I should want to dance more. I don't mind that. I think that is just something that we have come to terms with over the years. Fortunately for me, we have a, a couple of daughters who definitely like to dance in the kitchen with me. I absolutely cannot get our son to dance. He will not do it. He but has with, my genes. But with the wedding coming up, I do kind of feel like, yeah, we got to give him some some pointers uh, so that way we can uh, really have an enjoyable time. Boy, invitations went out in the mail today. It's a really exciting time. We are so looking forward to celebrating this sacrament. It's every prayer that we wanted for them answered. It is. And, you know, and, and it's going to be a celebration that uh, we had hoped for our oldest daughter to be in this in this way outside COVID limitations. But I think that's going to be just even another edition of, of special. Our oldest daughter's wedding was beautiful and mm-hmm. fantastic in the midst of COVID and how adaptive they were. But our second daughter gets to live in many ways free of that uh, that oppressive aspect of COVID, which I, I'm excited. I think all the people are going to, that are going to attend are going to be able to celebrate that reality that, hey, we are we are gathering together for this sacrament and we are affected by their love and by the fact that God loves us to bring us together outside of COVID. Celebrations like this are a great time for families to come together. And, you know, we're going to spend a little bit of time, I think, today talking about raising kids. Now, Scott, I found this great article and this uh, website that we use often for the morning show. It's called Alatea.org. Well, Zoe Romanowski, she talked about some things that we can do right now to help kids to succeed later as adults. I think this is going to be a lot of fun because you're going through the list of things here. Looking back now, I feel like, yeah, maybe some of these areas we did a little bit better than other areas. But I think what's always important to remember with certain lists like this is, you know, you got to kind of find your right way. And even for each one of the children, well, there were universal things that we did for all of them about respect and sticking to their schoolwork. But then with each one of them to try to pick out their uh, specialties and things that they're interested in, well, then we try to focus on those in addition. You know, one of those things that our son is learning on right now is he is on a baseball team Boy, he is having to learn how to take a loss with dignity. That's a hard thing to do. And uh, he's learning a lot right now in sports. Unfortunately, multiple losses as they they struggle as a team. But, you know, one of the great aspects of participating in sports, whether you're winning or losing, is just the camaraderie of the team and the teammates. And there's definitely a love he has of being in community of baseball and so he's having to to balance the values of both of those that he wants to win, but he also wants to have a f- community of friends who he can relate with. And he has that. The winning part is not there yet. 
Hopefully in the coming weeks, boy, we'll be able to celebrate something great with him. But you're right. The best part is being on that team. So we are grateful for him and we're grateful for just the really spring weather in April. And hopefully uh, you are looking forward to great things, too. So as I said, coming up, we're going to be talking about six things you can do right now to help your kids succeed later in adult Deacon Scott and I, we're just going to be talking about each one of these things and where we've done well, maybe some areas where we've not done so well. So stay with us. we got a great show ahead on this week's View from the Pew. We've never told a generation of young people more frequently to love and believe in themselves. I don't think we've ever seen so much self-loathing, though. I think it's because our affirming talk is accompanied by a secularized, godless worldview that essentially says, you're a cosmic accident, you're no more than a lump of cells, your destiny is worm food, but believe in yourself. (laughs) All of humanity's achievements will ultimately end up as rubble, but you can accomplish anything. Give me a break. God's Word doesn't only teach us to follow the call in our hearts and believe in our worth, but shows us why. You're a child of God, created in His image and likeness. God found you worth dying for. You are destined for eternal glory. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Now, believe in yourself and follow your dreams. If there's a difference between secular self-help and the stuff you find here, it's that self-help that checks faith at the door for all the good you can find there just doesn't remotely compare. For more from my book, I Am, visit RewriteYourName.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic. Lent is the perfect time to download Mockerday Radio's new Hail Mary Media app. We're adding new content every day to help you advance in your faithfulness to Christ, including live Liturgy of the Hours with the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey. You could even set a customized schedule of your Lenten prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and access podcasts of our original programming, including exclusive content not available on the radio. Plus, you'll find local Lenten events like Stations of the Cross and Eucharistic Adoration on the community calendar, news from the Catholic Sentinel, and much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store and Google Play or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. Get it now and start growing closer to Christ during Lent with the new Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Dei Radio. And welcome back to View from the Pew. All right, Scott, this is not exactly designed to be a test, but Zoe Romanowski from Alatea.org put this article together. So I thought we'd go through these things because actually these are really great points. Now, the whole title of the article was Six Things You Can Do Right Now to Help Your Kids Succeed Later as Adults. So technically, out of the four children that we have, three of them are 
adults, young adults at that, but they are legally, they're all 18 or older. And uh, we'll see, maybe we've got a little bit of time. Our son is getting ready to turn 17. So if we're falling short in a few of these areas, we've got about a year to uh, get this straightened out. Do you remember a lot about your parents trying to actually do things to help you be an adult or were they just trying to get you through? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think that our folks had, yours and mine, had necessarily the resources that we have nowadays. I think there's a lot more resources available to parents, whether they engage in those use of those resources. That's, that's another thing. But my, my dad, he gave a lot of practical teachings to me as well as my mom. And my mom comes from an agrarian family. They're they farmers. So there's a lot of practicality. So things you need to do, follow through, commit, and those things were instilled in me just in their, their daily um, expressions of their own life. So I see myself and, and ourselves giving those nuggets of value to our kids. Uh, but I don't think they had a, a list that they could go down. I, I, I love lists that are less than 10 because my honeydew list is way more than 10. Yeah, you got one coming up this week, and that's for sure. So we've got six things going on. And I would say, again, at looking all of these, I would be with you in that I don't remember my parents actually doing these things particularly, but I do know that my childhood in the schools that I went to, the schools that they picked for me, definitely have these things on there. So let's go ahead and start off with the first thing. She says, pray for their vocations starting right now. She says, from the time your child is born, you can begin praying for their vocations. Will God call them to marriage, single life, religious life, even priesthood? Your prayers can help them be open to hearing the Lord's voice as they grow up. Scott, you and I, 100%, we have prayed for our children's vocations, given them opportunities to explore all of it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we, we have hopes that they will go a certain track, but we have to be uh, resilient and adaptable to their desire. Right. And so we've learned that like, oh my gosh, I thought you were going to be uh, heading towards a vocation of uh, religious life for one of our, one of our daughters, but wow, she has taken off in uh, regard to nursing still in that service mindset. So I think the, the, the mindset that we might've had was focusing on the vocation of a, re, a religious or clerical life, but really our mindset should be on serving. And I think we've done that uh, in, in, without necessarily uh, overtly thinking that. Of course, with our daughters, two of them, I'm not sure if our third daughter had the opportunity to actually do the retreat, but the two older ones for sure spent time with our local sisters of reparation on retreat, learning about vocation, seeing if they had a call to religious life. I hope that our son will have another opportunity at some point to be able to attend a Covatus days. He was able to do that one time it really was a transformative experience for him. So even if your child thinks, no, 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 I don't want to do that, given the opportunity will definitely deepen their relationship with God, no matter what their vocation is. And knowing that that could be an option for their lives will really makes everything on the table there for them. Now, here's something else. She also says that if you think that your child having a vocation to marriage, which I think probably most people presume that the other person you need to pray for is their future spouse. You, you don't know who that is. 
but God does. And so how wonderful it would be, she says, that someday when you meet your future son or future daughter-in-law that you can tell them, I've been praying for you and praying for a very long time. That's a great tip. So the second thing that she says we need to be doing for our children is teach them basic finances. Now for you and I, Scott, I know (laughs) that our basic finances came through uh, school. I mean, what was it called? Uh, Consumer ed, right? right? I think that was the class. We learned about how to get a car loan, how to balance your checkbook by hand, and then understand how interest works both in savings and when you're paying back different types of loans. I don't one, know. One air and out the other for me. One ear and out the other for me when I was. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not paying attention? I don't think I was paying attention in that class. <laughs> you and I went to the same high school. We sometimes saw each other in the halls. Uh, so I think your teacher would be very sad. I paid attention. Uh, and that is probably why uh, in our marriage, I was the one that was always in the office trying to hand balance the checkbook. Something that people don't have to do anymore because you always have quick access to your finances. Instilling them, how do you manage the daily responsibilities? And living requires an understanding of the finances that we are given as gift and to recognize it as gift and to then also be mindful that how do we use that wisely? So that's all part of, I think, uh, something that was instilled by our parents, maybe not as um, focused as we may be. Because in our ministries that we work in, that that is a, a theme that we really try to uh, impress with our kids, but also with the community we live in. We have a financial planner that has helped us, and we have told all of our kids, as young adults, as newly married people, get the plan started now. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know exactly how all of that is supposed to look, but I know the people that can help you. Reach out and get the help if you need that for your kids. But again, knowing what debt does, knowing how to stay out of credit card debt now, starting to plan for their retirement 50 years before they ever retire. Yeah, that is going to definitely get them set up right. The best investment I ever made was saying I do because I ended up getting help when even though I needed it. And you have been that help in our lives. And 33 years later, we're we're still uh, keeping those books balanced. Okay, Scott, the next thing that Zoe Romanowski says from Alatea.org, we have not done well on this one. I'm just going to tell you right up front. She says, take plenty of photos and videos, right? And here's what she says about that. Maybe you have taken a million photos and videos of your little one, but how many of them have you in it? She said, it may not seem like a big deal, but when your kids are grown up and you're older and eventually not here anymore, your adult children will cherish every photo you have together. So here's what I can tell. And we've got a corner of our upstairs storage area devoted to photos. We do have a lot of photos and she's right. We do have a lot of our kids, not as many with all of us in them, because of course somebody has to take the pictures. We don't have the ability like we do now to do selfies, to turn the camera lens around and just snap the photo. Here is something that is actually very, very true about all those photos up there. If there are children in the photo, that is a picture that I took. And if it's a photo of nature, of water, 
of mountainscapes with nobody in them, that's a picture you took. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. And of course, that leads a lot to because of your job as a natural resource specialist and wildlife biologist. Well, that is where your interest is. And we do have some beautiful pictures of of landscapes. But yeah, you know, we uh, got really into taking photos with our oldest daughter, as as parents tend to do. And then by the time that our fourth child came, Christian, we were not as good as we thought we in retrospect should have been in taking photos of him. So we kind of, kind of tease him about that, but, but I think try, I think the value of photos and and to her point, it's not that so much that we need to take photos, but we need to, we need to create memories that we can reflect on because those are the moments in our life that uh, root us in the reality we live in now is by those, those memories. So when we go look at photos, certainly that's a, uh, a really quick way of remembering. Oh yeah. And it o- opens up a whole remembrance from that photo. The other thing that is definitely important to remember when taking pictures is to not let it get in the way of being present in a very important moment. I know for the upcoming wedding and it happened, I was very specific for our oldest daughter's wedding too. You have a photographer that will be taking pictures. You don't need to take pictures. You just need to witness. And even for your ordination, well, we had a friend that we talked to ahead of time that came that came to your ordination. She did the photos for us. So all I had to do was watch. I think that's so very important. I, I remember, um, I think I've shared this with the, the audience before, but you know, when I was in Medjugorje that you made that point so clear to me and that was revelatory for me because I was taking photos of all that was going on. And you said, just set the camera down and just take part. And it was, it was a significant shift that I needed to hear right at the right time. I needed to hear it. And so setting that camera down, uh, that is, that is a value. We have a sister-in-law who loves to take pictures, oh, right? Love and it. she yep. will, she's always behind the camera. God bless her. All right. So the three we've talked about so far is pray for their vocations. You want to teach them basic finances and take plenty of photos with you in them. Here is a big one. Now, number Four. And I think that, yes, we have done a pretty good job of this because I know it was ingrained into our own uh, upbringing. Model and teach common courtesy and manners. So important. Uh, and you got, I know it can be difficult raising the little children because they don't want to sit still all the time. Please, thank you. Very important to teach them to say, I'm sorry. Those things go a long way. You were raised in the South. Boy, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All of those things, right. a big part of your upbringing. Right, right. And I, and I think that that's something that I have to say on the, on the, on the West Coast, there's been a, a, a loss of that responsibility of youth to respect elders, of youth to be mindful, of being grateful. And we need, we need to be hanging on to that because that is that is so important for our faith to give gratitude to God. And if we can't give gratitude to one another, how much we will tend towards not even giving gratitude to God for the benefits and the graces we have in our life. So gratitude comes from a constancy, a constant presence of that 
being uh, instilled in our children. And my mom and dad were, were very much of that regard. And so I, I have worked in, in my parenthood as, as the dad to try and, and do my part to remind kids, thank you. you know, my dad would, we'd finish with a meal and he'd go, how was that meal? And I knew he was asking it because he wanted us to, rem- to say, the meal was great. Thank you. Yes. So many times in taking our kids to their friend's house, they were having a sleepover or anything like that. I always remember to telling them, have fun. You call me if you need anything. And don't forget to say thank you to their parents when you go. All right. Next thing on the list. And we had a lot of help with this one because our kids went to Catholic elementary school. Have them memorize the basic prayers. She says, we may tend to think rote prayers are a little formal, antiquated, and not important to emphasize as our kids are growing up, but the traditional prayers ground our faith and unite us together with the rest of the church. Yeah, our kids did learn those prayers. I think maybe when they were real teeny tiny, maybe we did the angel of God prayer for sure. But then you go to the short ones, of course. Hail Mary. They hear the Our Father every week in church. They learn those. The glory be. There's a rosary right there. Right. Those are the things that they need to learn. And then then beyond that, more and more prayers came along with it. I remember uh, teaching, you know, when you go through the rosary at the end, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, the prayer of Fatima that then led into the final prayer at the end of the rosary. Um, Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. And that prayer was a long, it's a long prayer. Sure is. And, and yet every night we'd, we'd pray that with them and kids are such sponges. They, they, absorbed that. And I was just praying a rosary the other night and my son came in, our son came in and he said, uh, he wanted to talk to me and he heard me praying the rosary. And he said, can I pray the last two decades with you? Yeah, let's do that. And so we prayed together and right through that prayer, I just mentioned, Hey, O Holy Queen, Mother Mercy, our life, our sweetness, our hope. Boom. He went right into it. That's from his remembrance as a young, young child when we would say that to them and have them work to repeat it back. So, oh, it was so, it was so fulfilling. Oh, absolutely. So we are coming up now to the last thing. So I'm going to remind you what all the tips were so far. Pray for their vocations, teach them basic finances, plenty of photos and videos with you in them. You want to teach them to be courteous and have manners, memorize those prayers. The last one. And boy, this is a good one. Model and encourage healthy habits. Now, this one may go without saying, but all the lifestyle habits you yourself practice and those you encourage in the daily life of your family will stay with your child in their adult years. Our faith tells us that our bodies are a temple. They are a gift from God. Are we treating it? like it is that we spend time trying to drop a weight over the last few years, Scott, we've taken on this healthy lifestyle. It's bled into some of the healthy habits that our children have. They love to go outdoors for sure and do things. Uh, sometimes they, they, they like to overindulge in treats, but we try to do our best to make sure that we are doing all of those things. Yeah. And I, I just remember my dad used, used to say that, that uh, common phrase, do as I say, not as I do. Um, 
<laughs> when he would uh, work on his car, that was that was a time that was kind of his focus point. And he'd crack a knuckle or something. He'd get upset. And yet then he would he would remind me if I was nearby, you know, do as I say, which is don't make a habit of getting reactively angry. And as we were saying before, be able to say you're sorry. So building those habits of that authenticity that we're, we're humans and there's, there's habits that we're going to incorporate that are good, that we should offer our children. But there's also habits that just kind of are who we are and how do we, how do we mitigate the impact and make sure the kids don't think that's, that's just the way it is. Hmm. We have to, we have to try and, and give them the foundation of what's right, but also recognize that we're human as well. And I think that's uh, for a parent, that's a that's a struggle. Um, it it can and- be. And I know for your father, that was definitely a struggle because one of the habits that he had he was a, a long time smoker. And we don't see that as much now. That is a habit that he had to work hard to break. But it was also something that he did not pass on. I mean, perhaps the example of your mother. That's one of the things that we tell our kids. Just don't pick those habits up because you're going to find it's going to be very, very hard to break those things. And, and of course, with you know drug and alcohol abuse, we try to be really on top of those things for our kids. Every uh, few months, it seems like we're hauling them up to the top of Beacon Rock. That's about a mile and a half straight up the side of a hill if you are not familiar with uh, the hiking spots in the Columbia River Gorge. But kind of a great thing to do. It's kind of one of our annual spring break things to do, which is coming up next week. So maybe you'll see us at the top of Beacon Rock. Well, one of the things that to, to root in as we reflect on that last um, point that she makes is how do we reflect the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we receive through our confirmation? And as parents, if we're confirmed to use that as a guide for how we can work through habits and overcome habits. I just think of the, of my dad, as you mentioned there, when he overcame the the habit of smoking, it was through perseverance, but it wasn't just his will. He had the family giving him support and he persevered through that. And that really, that really left a deep impression, valuable impression on me that, boy, I watched my dad struggle. And now as an adult, I see others who struggle with something like that. And I have empathy for them, but I also have hope for them. And and that's just a, a growth of an, of an experience from my childhood that has been valued into my adulthood. So again, I hope you enjoyed today's show, Six Things You Can Do Right Now to Help Your Kids Succeed Later as Adults. On the podcast of this show, I'm actually going to link the article from Alatea.org so you can read more about what she says. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, we thank you for our children. We thank you for the opportunity to share what has been handed down to us. Help us do that with joy and hope in our hearts this week. We ask this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our View from the Pew. Have a great week. God bless. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. 
View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Monterey Radio in Portland, Oregon.